Hi everyone, welcome to Powerful Conversations with Powerful Women. This, uh, these are conversations where we're aiming to inspire women to go out there and achieve their best. And it's just a way of having really inspirational conversations with amazing women, uh, sharing their stories, and just so that we can be inspired by them. And today I'm joined by the lovely Jem Bevan, who is utterly awesome, and uh, I will let her introduce herself. Uh, so I, I'm Jem. Uh, I run a company called Social Gems. Uh, we're three and a half years old now. Um, and yeah, we do social media uh, marketing and LinkedIn lead generation. That's in a nutshell, really. Wonderful. So thank you for joining me. Um, yeah, I've been looking forward to this because it's uh, definitely going to be more of a chat than anything else, which I hope people will like. You've got your cup of tea, I see. Oh, uh, organised than me. <laughs> can't, I can't, literally can't do a Zoom call without a cuppa. I don't know why. I think it's now become a tea. Yeah. I, I did notice the other the other day for myself, it's kind of like, yeah, a, com a comfort blanket having a cup of tea there. It uh, also cures the, the cold hand issue as well. So... Yeah, perfect. So tell me, so yeah, how did you get to be doing what you're doing now? How, what happened, you know, three and a half, four years ago that sort of made you start Social Gems? So I'm from a social, um, social, a corporate sales background. Um, so I started off selling phones in car phone warehouse when um, I was 18. So I was at university, went into the phone shop to get a phone, came out with a job. Uh, which is very nice um, so that's how I ended up in sales I'm quite chatty I've always been well I call it gobby um, so always been fitted to sales uh, when I had my little boy kind of left cafe and warehouse went to the corporate world because I wanted them all um, Monday to Friday 915 job of course I didn't realise that sales Monday to Friday 915 didn't exist by then yeah. um, but started working in a corporate setting was given a phone and a laptop and just basically told to crack on Um I didn't have a clue to do. Like I'd always relied on my personality and being myself to actually sell historically because I'd always been face to face. So I couldn't really wrap my head around how to do it over a phone. And mm -hmm. um, researched other ways of actually reaching people, found LinkedIn. Yeah, so this is about nine, ten years ago now. Okay. Um, and started approaching people that way and sending messages that I could put a little bit more personality into rather than being that flustered mess that I was when I actually got through to the decision maker after having 15 rounds with a deceptionist before I've even got to that point. Yeah. Um, and back then it was actually seen as out-of-the-box thinking, so you'd get messages back saying, wow, I love this, like, let's arrange a meeting, let's have a call. But obviously, over the last 10 years, things have changed and developed, and I had to change and develop with the platform. Um, I sold payroll solutions to recruitment agencies. So for the last six months of me actually working for someone else, the majority of the leads that are generated through LinkedIn just consisted of, I want you to help me do what you do. Um, so in order to hit my sales targets, I was offering training sessions <laughs> to get people oh, to actually sign up, sign up as well. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really believe in, in what I was selling. I, I'd kind of lost a love for that area anyway. Um, and it was just before my 30th birthday. And I kind of sat there and was like, well, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. There's obviously a need because people keep approaching me and, and asking me to do it for them already. Yeah. So you've already got a client base there. As soon as you say, right, that's it, let's, let's do this. Um, so I did. I quit my job on Friday. 
Um, and then I started the new started social gyms on the Monday. Wow. And I, I when I because I hadn't heard heard that first part of your story before, but that's like um I really love how you took what your natural skills and abilities were and what felt right for you and turned that into a a sales approach that resonated with you. Well, I've, I've always been in like a firm believer that people buy people and not products. And historically, if you go back 10 years ago, that type of mentality and that viewpoint was very much laughed at in the corporate world. It was all about you need to throw out as many runs as possible and start as many conversations. And if that person isn't buying something straight away, then you need to move on. And what, Whereas for me, it was all about relationship building and actually getting to know the people that worked in the sector. So instead of it just being well, I know I need my ideal target market is recruitment agencies that need payroll solutions, but there's also yeah. factoring companies that sell to recruitment agencies. There's insurance brokers that sell to recruitment agencies. It's good for me to actually have strategic partnerships and introduce people yeah. to each other and have like a network around me. And in, able, and, in, and in order to create that network, LinkedIn has always been a really good way of doing it. Attending networking events are great, but they're always a, an hour or an hour and a half at your time that you're actually attending whereas LinkedIn's 24 7 you can attend when you've actually got time to get involved with conversations and you can actively find the people that are relevant to you yeah yeah no I think I mean I'm just kind of actually slightly blown away how ahead of the curve you were on that because I, I and actually to a degree still are there, there is like only something stupid, like two, three percent of people that are actually active users and effectively utilizing LinkedIn to generate business. So there's a massive, massive scope. Um, when I first started Social Gems, this is only three years ago, there was very, very minimal people that believed in the power of social media, obviously, other than the individuals that I'd effectively sold to utilizing that, that yeah. method. Yeah. Um, so you noticed kind of at the beginning of lockdown when we had the first lockdown social gems was about six months old at the time yeah um and our philosophy had always been that there's no contracts people can leave when they want to leave we're creating content across personal profiles so if that relationship is broken down for whatever reason we're not going to be effectively promoting that person in a good light it's not going to come across great it's better for everyone involved to just walk away yeah and the only time that's ever we still like that now um but the only time that ever bit us a little bit on the arse was the beginning of the first lockdown when 13 clients left um, in the same week. But within two, three weeks, they actually came back. Um, and we went from like being, I think we were doing about four, five, 5K a month. Um, and then all of a sudden everything just went mental because people realised that now everyone was working from home people went in the offices, actually effective cold calling wasn't something you could do anymore. You couldn't ring through to the office to actually speak to that person because no one was really manning those phones. Um, and yeah. they needed to find other alternative methods to get to, to reach people. So I think that actually propelled a lot of companies to actually go, do you know what? Actually now we know we need to do something with social media, but we do it, we'll, it's always been able to do it later when we have to. Now we have to because we've not got not not got any other choice. So, if if you're if you're talking, um, so you're obviously talking about using um, LinkedIn as a, a sales generator. 
how do you um and you said about people being more important than the product that, that you're you're selling how do you go about creating that sort of um relationship that's built on on trust and loyalty and um is aligned with your values so portraying your authentic self online is a must um the person that you are and the person that people are going to be speaking to is what you need to be showcasing online and um, you can do that in multiple different ways and gen and network and build um i can't even speak today i'm really really sorry um create a network of like-minded individuals around yourself by essentially effectively posting about things not only the products and services that you offer where the value is the pain points and the reasons people get in, in contact targeting things essentially from an emotional point of view but actually giving them insights and um, information on you as a person what matters to you um what have been some of your own personal successes and failures because people love to feel like they know the person that they're actually seeing online and yeah. that can be effectively you can effectively achieve that by just networking commenting on other people's posts and actually getting involved creating posts your own and, and creating conversations so when someone actually comments on your post instead of just responding with thanks for commenting actually continue that conversation on build a relationship with that person move that conversation then into your, your inbox and, and messages and get to know them a little bit deep on a on a more deeper level um and that way they'll then start promoting you you tend to find as well that when you promote yourself in that way that the way people approach you changes so when historically when you'll have been on LinkedIn the messages you'll have got would have been good afternoon or hi I hope you're well um but with mine personally because I'm quite energetic hyper everything's a little bit more fun in terms of my content because that's what I am like naturally I, I never really did fit into that corporate setting anyway I was constantly getting in trouble for sending messages saying hey chick can you pass me this <laughs> yeah. um but that works that's what people buy into like the responses yeah. I was getting back to that had been no worries babes because it's built yeah. relationships but then that's what you're seeing in your messages too so instead yeah. of that hi I hope you're well good afternoon type of message I get ones that are more like yo mate I need you can we jump on a call yeah I need help yeah. with LinkedIn which you already know before that conversation's even happened that you've built rapport with that individual yeah I, I've literally even had it where I've had a sales call with with um, someone. It was a guy in particular, and he put me on loudspeaker just so his wife could say hi, um, <laughs> because she'd been following all my stuff on LinkedIn too. Which, in a normal situation, that had never happened, but mm. it proves that rapport and yeah. that relationship's already been built. Yeah, and that individual can't necessarily buy something from you. Yeah, they can promote you to other business owners that they know. They know that you are who you say you are. So they're happy to actually back you with their reputation as well. So there's multiple ways that you can help each other and promote each other and generate yeah. business through LinkedIn by effectively just networking and being yourself. Yeah, and I, I definitely am a firm believer that, that there's a win-win in everything for everybody and that the power of, I keep saying it at the moment, that the, the power of the, the collective power of many is just so... So, you know, there is always something in it for everyone if you look at it and, and collaborate in the right way. And um, you don't always need an immediate return on investment. Sometimes for some some interactions, it might take so much longer, but that's OK, too. 
it's same when you're building a pipeline though Claire to be fair yeah. like when you're an effective business person when you in a corporate setting they'll hire you as, as a salesperson but they'll expect you to cover your ass essentially in the first three months so you need to be paying your wages push your employers and I your pension schemes that's how much you need to be making per month by three months but that first three months is hard to quite to kind of get leads in you're going to be relying quite a lot on those quick wins but by that three month period you've had three months of building an effective pipeline so you'll find that by month four five and six the people that you spoke to in months one two and three are actually getting contact even yeah. month 12 you'll get people that you contacted in the first month getting in, in contact too because essentially by networking and speaking to these people you, re you remain at the forefront of their minds. So when they do yeah. have a need for your product and service, you're the first person they want to speak to about that. There's yeah. not always necessarily a need straight away for someone to actually buy your product and service, but by actually being there and actually making yourself available, it ensures that people do come to you over anyone else. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, when, I, when I hear you talk about this subject, I just hear so much authority in your content and that you really you really know how all of this works but what goes on under the surface what sort of challenge challenges have you faced in the last three years uh, what with the the business business yeah time management more than anything with me so mm -hmm. I hate saying no to people I'm a massive people pleaser anyone that knows me will know that I did a post yesterday about zoom calls and sticking myself in back-to-back -back calls I did five yesterday I'm doing six today um, and this is after I've said I'm going to start looking after myself better. Um, but when you work in the setting that we work in, we're working with different companies across different sectors. Um, and in terms of how long it's going to take to create that content, do that research, um, effectively be that person's voice differs from client to client. So it's very difficult to get a handle on that time management anyway. So yeah. I'd say three years later, it's still something I'm better at yeah what well, I'm not great <laughs> yeah. yeah and what what about how if, so I suppose going relating also then to time management how have you coped with um scalability because there's only one Jem Bevan um so it that's been a problem at times um we have had people in the business that and then left um there's a lady called Sarah who was my literally my right hand woman for forever. Um, and Sarah had quite a lot of changes and things that happened in her life. Her partner unexpectedly died before Christmas. Um, so she's gone to working in an office, moved areas, and is essentially looking after herself, which is what she needed to do. Yeah. Her life drastically changed. We're still great friends. Um, I actually joked about speaking to her more now than I did when she worked with me um, <laughs> last night because she quite literally really like three or four times a week which I love, yeah. love her um but to stop me from doing too much we've um actually taken on a new director as uh, so I've seen her in the comments it's lady called yeah. um she is essentially me but more strategic so I'm all that energy and those crazy fun ideas that's going to essentially bring get that content to be seen by lots of people make it engaging but Anna's the one that's a little bit more strategy, more focused than I am. So she brings something new to the table and she also tries to manage me a little bit as well. So like admin's not a good thing for me, but when people approach us and they're like, yeah, can we work with you? I'm like, okay. And Anna's like, but Gem, there's this many people and you've got this much content to write and I've got this much content to write and we've got this and, and are you sure that's going to be a good idea? 
Um, so it's actually having someone to kind of rein me in a little bit because, and I yeah. think it genuinely is because of that sales background. Yeah. I will keep going, but yeah. And, but there has been times where I have tried and I've gone, right, that's it. We're not doing it anymore. There's a waiting list in place. And then people ring you up and they're like, but Jim, please. Yeah. Well, but it must be so yeah. hard being on your own and not being able to do your own content. And it's scary when people are first setting up businesses and I feel like I need to protect and look after every single one of them. Yeah. That's that self-confessed uh, people pleaser uh, coming out in you. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So what about, um, so what, what tips would you give anybody that's on that, on that cusp of slightly too busy, well, overworked on their own, but needing to take that jump of investing into bringing other people um, into the fold to, to help? Because I think that's quite a big um, moment in most small businesses. It's hard. So with me personally, I made sure there was a couple of months to, to cover everyone in the bank just in case. Um, but I've had this conversation with quite a lot of my clients over the last few weeks. Um, what comes first? Yeah. Because some people may just need that person. They can't physically work flat out for that long on their own to be able to achieve that amount of money in the bank. So some people just have to take the risk. It's whatever level of stress is going to be easier for you to deal with yeah. like personally I know financially I'd, I'd be a wreck um and I know it would not be successful because I'd spend too much time panicking about the financial side of it in that aspect yeah but working 80 hours plus a week for a couple of months is not unheard of and from a corporate sales background yeah um yeah. so that's easier for me to deal with that but it, it's all down to personal preference what stress is easier for you to deal with? What's going to be, like, are you going to find it easier just getting someone and having enough confidence in yourself to know that you're going to be able to get those sales in? Or do you prefer to cover your own house first? Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I think you mentioned just a few minutes ago is also about recognising where your strengths and weaknesses are. So if you're um, good at sales and not good at admin, then... Um, you, you're looking for somebody who fills that gap as well. So someone that actually compliments you. So you don't want a person that's going to be your identical. Yeah. Because that's not what you need. You don't need another you. You need the person that fills in the gaps that are you. Because none of us are perfect. We can't do absolutely everything. No. I suck at accounts. I suck at admin. But I'd argue that any person that's good at sales isn't effective at admin because we're constantly yeah. chasing and constantly wanting to have conversations with people-led people rather yeah. than function-led people and processes. Yeah. So you need the yin to your yang, essentially. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Um, what? Yeah, I mean, um, you to my Tigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one. <laughs> I can just see Tigger bouncing around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and others usually wondering what's for lunch. <laughs> I love it. What um what accomplishment are you most proud of um since you've been running your own business? Um I'd probably say actually learning how to effectively manage me. 
um, people don't understand or appreciate how hard it is actually setting up a business on your own and being the only person that's accountable for your time. Yeah. Um, personally, it wasn't as hard for me as it was for other individuals. I effectively worked from home for eight years anyway as a business development manager, either at home, I'd spend one day in the office or I'd be out and about on the road all the time. Yeah. Um, but actually like structuring yourself, making sure you're doing the things that you do. So like, I know I get hyper-focused and if I'm, if my head's in something, I'll spend three or four hours in that. And then all of a sudden, oh crap, I've missed three calls that I should have had because <laughs> I got stuck doing something else. So I know that that's a weakness of mine. So in order yeah. to effectively manage my time, I need to set aside a few minutes on a morning to set alarms for those calls, yeah. make sure I can't yeah. miss them and, yeah. So it's effectively learning more about me. And I think a lot of people don't understand the importance of that as a business owner, because you yeah. really do need to know where your weaknesses are and you yeah. really need to know what areas you need to work on. Or again, find someone else to actually fill those gaps if you're looking to grow the business and take someone else on. So what have you learned about yourself that you're most surprised about? Um. So I found that, and it was a conversation I had with my mum, actually, that I'm far less stressed. So my mum actually said to me, you're far less stressed now than you ever were when you worked in a sales environment. And I'm like, but I have that stress and pressure on me now that I had before. But more fold, like I have more to do. Um, I've learned that sometimes I can forget about myself quite a lot. Um, yeah. And I'll work myself into the ground. I've burnt myself out a few times. So now I know that although I can effectively work at full capacity for a prolonged period of time, there needs to be breaks in between that. So I need to make yeah. sure that I have weekends where I don't touch my laptop. Um, I have even started finding places on Airbnb that are specifically requesting no Wi-Fi. Yeah, um, in the middle of nowhere just to make sure I'm not touching any technology I'm actually taking that step back um, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else that I've learned yeah I, I love that uh, no Wi-Fi um, no Wi-Fi one I really do because even uh, just my own experience last week of being in working from Copenhagen um, I'd rather have had no Wi-Fi than have had the bad Wi-Fi that I had <laughs> Because that's just even more frustrating when you, you know, you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and, you know, you can't hear or it's breaking up or, yeah. So I think, yeah, I love the no, no Wi-Fi one. Just, and it just stops okay. me from working because I know I'm, I've got a problem. And if it's yeah. there, I'm like, oh, I can just jump on my laptop. Yeah. yeah. But I need to like put things in place because otherwise I will just work myself into the ground. And I know it's a problem that I have. And if I want the company to grow and I want to continue to be successful, it's something I need to manage. Yeah. What other tips do you have for putting boundaries in place for people? Um, so it's not selfish putting yourself first. And I think a lot of people think that it is and that's saying no to individuals. And I know I'm not the best person to actually say this to you because I do suck to some extent at saying no to people. Again, something I'm working on, I am trying to get better. But actually saying, no, I'm sorry, I can't help you right now. I'm at full capacity. 
no, actually, right now I need to focus on this for me. I need to go and take that walk for me to be able to work effectively this afternoon. Do it. It's not selfish. It's required. If you want to actually get to where you want to be, you need to take those little steps back, which yeah. is what I'm effectively learning over this last year or so. Yeah. Um, I would literally sit myself in front of my computer and I'd be like, I need to get this finished today. It's got to be finished today. And five hours later... I'm still sat at my computer screen and I've got six lines. And the reason for that is because I'm knackered, I'm burnt out. But whether or yeah. not, if I'd have just taken one of the dogs, gone out for half an hour, just regrouped a little bit, refreshed and come back, and then done the thing that I'd been banging my head against a brick wall with for the last few yeah. hours, it would have taken me half an hour to complete. Yeah. I think it's that discipline and learning that that's the key thing. Yeah. And I think it's also um, realizing that you can ask somebody for advice and guidance and they can they can give you as much as, as you know you want to hear and you can read as many books um, as, as you want and everything. But when it comes down to it, um, an element of it is lived experience as well. And until you've actually felt what it's like to be in that cycle of um, overworking yourself, getting to or close to burnout and then needing to put something in place um people can tell you about it all you like but until you've experienced it you don't know how to recognize it you don't know what to put in place you don't know what's going to work for you so there is a sort of a always a process of continuous learning about yourself in that as well I'd say as well, one of the other things that you want to do is actually find your tribe. So actually, there's loads of us when we set up, when you set up on your own and you decide that you're going to back yourself, it's scary. It's not only scary, it's really freaking lonely because all of a sudden no one in your, your family understands you because they work for other people. Yeah. They don't understand the stresses of actually running your own business. But yeah. actually utilising things like social media to not only just find people to effectively sell to, but you can network and actually speak to others that are in similar situations to you. And it actually genuinely makes you feel better because you then don't feel alone. You're not the only person that's struggled to actually sit in front of your computer today and get any work done. And you've got distracted by the dog and the washing up and the kids and stuff. It happens to all of us. Yeah. Um, but you literally beat yourself up if you don't have those conversations with other people who actually say, it's okay, I do that too. Yeah, I really, I really agree with that because I also notice that people, particularly people that have a a, a corporate job, don't um, they don't they don't get it, but they very rarely actually ask how work is or what you're doing. They're not don't get the sense that they're genuinely interested or it's just a superficial level of interest. But when you speak to a um, a fellow business owner there's that uh, connection there that because it's a shared experience although it might be different and it's true and like we even we all have like bad months where we don't quite make as many sales as we wanted to that month um but it happens but when you actually speak to other people and they go do you know what me too like i wanted to do six new clients this month i've only managed to do two Having that conversation makes you feel better about your own performance, which then yeah. ensures that that bad month isn't two bad months or three bad months because you've not got stuck in your own head. You've actually voiced how you're feeling and other people have gone, me too. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. I can see Anna's put in the comments about um, sometimes it's other people that struggle when you put your own uh, boundaries in place. And I think that's a, a, a very, very wise point. But and I think sometimes that can stop us from wanting to put boundaries in place. But I think the way I've coped with that is reframing it a little bit and saying, actually, um, I, I'm owning my own power. I'm owning myself by putting the boundaries in place. And um you know they they will respect me more um by saying that i've done it if you don't actually like like putting those boundaries in place and saying no to people there's things that you can actually do that make it a little bit easier so like prime example if someone approaches me and says gem now can we work with you please we've seen you online we want to work with social gems i would now send a message saying actually no we're at full capacity at the moment however i do know this person or this person who would be great to work with, go and drop them a message. Or yes. if someone's saying, I'm looking for a new job, um, Jim, can you help me? I'm not a recruiter, but I know a lot of recruiters in my network and I can point them in the right direction. So instead yeah. of it just being a blanket, absolutely no, no, I can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. There is ways of easing your guilt around that if you're a people pleaser like me. Yeah. And that goes to then, again, show the value of having that network in place and building up those relationships over time, because equally, those people will do that back to you um, at some point in the future as well. Exactly. Yeah, brilliant. Do um, last couple of, of questions, because we've already been talking for nearly half an hour. Um, did say we're going did, um, do you have a motto or something like that that you live by that inspires you? Um, not really. So I kind of say that what makes me me is my parents. So I'm I'm adopted. Um, my mum was a foster parent. My dad was a... Uh, he went down the pit, to be fair. Uh, so typical Yorkshire girl, he did wear flat caps and he did have pigeons. Um, but because of that, we were brought up very much in a way of... My dad was always telling us we weren't born with silver spoons in his mouth. So if we wanted anything in life, we had to work hard for it. So I got kind of got my work ethic from my dad. Yeah. From my mum being a foster parent, we actually specialised in pre-adopted babies. So we'd pick babies up from the hospital, like young children who'd been mm. mistreated or beaten by the parents. Um, and a lot of the time they'd come from like, they wouldn't come from the backgrounds that you'd expect them to come from. Mm. things were never always what you quite expected them to be because uh, we all have stereotypes and we all assume yeah. things yeah. happen in certain areas but that wasn't the case so that kind of taught me you don't know what people you don't know what's going on behind closed doors would be kind of yeah. always yeah and um, so they're the two things that I kind of live by and they're the two things that I instill in Charlie yeah yeah no I think that both of those are really valuable life skills to have yeah yeah I mean or both of them but particularly that you just don't know what's going on in inside uh, somebody else's world um, and having empathy for what might be going on um, is really really powerful Absolutely. yeah like especially like as a kid like you've yeah. got as children the first thing we ever throw at each other is you're adopted yeah. Although, to be fair, in my defence, I did find the perfect response to that, which was, so what, I were picked, that you were given. Ooh, I like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back at you. <ya. laughs> 
I, I got pigs, guys. You, your parents got loved with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it. Really love it. So, um, obviously, people can get in touch with you. Um, you're uh, linked onto this uh, broadcast, etc. Um, how is that the best way to get in touch with you, or how else could they get in touch with you? Yeah, so best way, follow that link, head over to my LinkedIn. You can drop me a message. My email's on there. The website's on there if you want any more information. If you want any more helpful hints and tips around LinkedIn, but you don't necessarily want to get in contact because you're not at that stage yet, um, if you head over to YouTube, type in Jem Bevan or Gemma Lee Bevan, L-E-A. Um, there'll be loads of different YouTube videos that will come up with me talking about LinkedIn. Um, and on our website, there's about 20 about wow. um, LinkedIn and other social media platforms, how to effectively utilize those to help get uh, generate a personal brand and brand awareness. Um, and you can have a look at all that. Uh, or if you want to, feel free to give me a call. I'm not one of those people that don't like um, speaking to people. I will be on the phone all day if you rang me. Um, don't want to say no or goodbye. Um, <laughs> So that is, again, it's on my banner. It's in my yeah. contact, um, contact section on LinkedIn and my About Me section as well. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. And I just want to say uh, thank you to Anna, to Sheila and to Miriam because I can see all of their names in the comments for, for watching and commenting. It's very much appreciated and it's nice to see people out there. So thank you, Jem, for joining me today. I've loved talking to you. Um, and I just love what you've done with your business, your energy. There's loads to learn from you. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure, genuinely. Fabulous. See you soon. Thank you. See you later.